0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, my guest is Vito, and he has a pizzeria in the California area. Old school style pizzeria just started out not too long ago. We talk about how he's doing over there. A lot of great stuff about how he started as an old school pizzeria, but he understands that he needs to reach the younger generation of kids, and he needs to use social media in order to do that. But you also have to have a great product. So we talk about all of that on today's podcast. If you haven't yet, do me a favor. I know you enjoy listening to this podcast, or at least I hope you do, go over to our YouTube channel. When you get home, go over to our YouTube channel. For 2024, my goal is to create great content for pizza restaurants for YouTube. Now, what does that mean? I want to create content for pizza operators, but put it on YouTube so I can show you the ins and outs of running a pizzeria. Instead of just doing these calls or these podcasts where it's just two of us talking, which are great. And I love doing them. I'm going to continue to do those. But for YouTube, I really want to show you the the process of running a pizzeria. So go over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe through my travels. I'm going to be stopping at pizzerias all across the country and showing you how they run their business. I've done one with Pizza Bruno just came out. I did one as of the recording of this with Anthony from Auto Pizza about his dough commissary, which is a question I get quite frequently, and we're going to be putting all of that on YouTube. We have another one coming up with a podcast I did with George that we did a podcast. He does over $3 million a year in sales, and I'm going to go into his pizzeria because it's tiny and show you exactly how he does that and how he operates. All that's going to be over on our YouTube channel, so go hit subscribe. We are at Smart Pizza Marketing. I do have to say thank you to the show sponsors for this episode, Stanislas I'm sure you know who Stanislaus is. They are very big contributors to this podcast, which I appreciate a lot. They have great products, great family-run company. They also have a great email newsletter where they show you ins and outs of running a pizzeria, marketing tips and tactics, and a lot of recipes over at stanislaus.com. So go check it out. Let them know you heard them on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. I really enjoy their products. When I make pizza at home, I use them all the time, exclusively for my pizza, because it's a great product. It's a great California tomato, great family-run company. You should check them out, stanislaus.com And also, Mike's Hot Honey. If you've ever watched my podcast, you see me have a sign of Mike's Hot Honey on the back of my video there in the corner. I got the sign that says Mike's Hot Honey, great supporter of the podcast. I actually did a podcast with Mike at the Pizza Tomorrow Summit that you can see inside of SPM Pro or for free, the free version of SPM Pro. Go check it out, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash pro. You can check out that podcast I did with Mike. But Mike's Hot Honey has been a great supporter of the podcast as well. And I really enjoy their product. You can put it on pizza. You can put it in cocktails. You can put it on wings. That's so versatile. And it's a natural product. And Mike does a great job of making the product feel small, even though he's growing so big. He's got a lot going on. He's a great marketing guy too, when it comes to getting exposure for the product, but it's also a good product. And I enjoy using it when I can at home making pizza or for chicken wings or anything like that. Mike's hot honey.com. You can go check out request a sample, see if you can use it on your products as well. Again, Mike's hot honey.com. All right. Thank you to everybody who supports the podcast. Very much appreciated on my end. Let's get into this episode. All right, Vito, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with me today.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Uh, we were just talking before we got on here that I love the name Vito because that's my grandfather's name and my daughter's middle name is Vita after him. So uh, we kind of had yet a funny story about that growing up in, uh, in an Irish community with the name Vito, which can probably stand out like a sore thumb, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got sort of a pass because my dad had the local pizzeria, um... But, yeah, it got I, – I went to Long Beach Catholic for my first uh, three grades of school. So, yeah, it was a little rough sometimes. <laughs> but it was a – Long it Beach would, is a – With a name like area. Vito, they probably expect your parents to own a pizzeria, right? Yeah, well, you know, you get – you're either a pizza man or a landscaper or, like, you know, uh, you're a pizza man – you know, you get the usual, then you get the Vito Corleone joke. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was pretty common growing up, you know? That's funny.
0: Um, so tell us a little bit about your pizzeria or your business, what you got going on, where you're located, all that good
1: stuff. We're in the Mar Vista Venice section of uh, Los Angeles. Um, everybody knows where Venice is. It's one of the most popular places in the country. Uh, we've been open roughly seven months. Uh, it's Angel City Pizza. Uh, we're an old school straight up old school New York slice shop uh, we, we do um, some specialty pies you know your basic cheese pepperoni Sicilian we do um, Brooklyn rolls which are not too popular or common out here calzones we have some really nice salads um, some old school you know chicken parm heroes meatball parm sausage and pepper uh, I try to keep it as authentic to Brooklyn and New York as possible um, you know, a lot of pizzerias. You know, your New York pizza, and then they, you know, it's not really New York pizza. Yeah.
0: How did, d- so why? We were you trying to that, keep it that way? In uh, was it hard because people
1: out that way weren't used to it, or? Um, it's. You know what? You don't realize how many New Yorkers are actually out here right. until you open up that that you know that New Yorkers will flock to, and you know, luckily. You know, we've got a great reception from the neighborhood. You know, everyone seems to love us so far. I get a lot of East Coast people that come in here and they're just like, thank you. Like, I'm here 20 years and I I can't find a good slice. Or I'm here 20 years and, you know, I couldn't find a good chicken parm hero. Like, basic stuff that you would just think would be so common and it's not so common in L.A., you know? Yeah,
0: it's because people aren't familiar with that. If you grew up in a certain area and they had that style of pizza or that style of hero... Like, you're used to that, and then you go somewhere yeah. else, and it's totally different, even though they're trying to do it similar.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, but we, you know, we try our best to be, you know, authentic and true to, you know, what a standard New York slice should
0: be. Why did you open? So you just opened seven months ago. Why would you choose that area you opened in?
1: Uh, well, I, me and my partner both live in the area, okay. and there's there was basically really no good pizzerias like to, you know, to get around, uh, around here. And my partner's a contractor by trade and he's always, he's from Jersey. He's the only Jersey guy and we wanted to do something with food, you know, so we came together and, um, it just fit, you know, and it's, we both have kids in the schools we're right next door to Venice high school Okay, and we both have Venice and then there's a, a local elementary school that my daughter goes to. And we just wanted to do something where we weren't just taking money from the community where we could be involved in it you know and and give back to it as well so like we're involved with the north venice little league we do a lot of pies for them um we supply pies for the venice football team all the time and um you know we're involved in a lot of like you know local fundraisers you know you want to Be a part of the community not just take from it
0: yeah that's a that's like a really important part about being able to run a successful business over the long term is becoming part of the community because if you can become part of the community people just go to you all the time
1: yeah well that's what what was one of our main goals was we want to be like the neighborhoods like you know look you all have those memories when you're in high school or junior high like oh yeah we used to go hang out at burger king or we used to go hang out you know joey's pizza or whatever and you know we wanted to be that place where like you know Twenty years from now, people are reminiscing like, "Oh, we used to go hang out at Angel City Pizza. We used to be in there. We, you know, if we we cut a class or something stupid, or we just were hanging out after school, after the football game, after homecoming. You know, yeah, we wanted to have that kind of vibe in the area that you know we would become a you know part of people's lives. And that that was my dad's big thing. Um, His places were all in Long Island, Long Beach, and he became like he was like a staple in the community. Like people like." Had their christening there, their, their communion there. They had their graduation party there, their engagement party there. They got some people got married, you know, he, and then like they would have kids, and then their kids would come and like you know have our Italian ices and our pizzas. And so he was in that community for 40 years, and wow. it was like there wasn't anyone in Long Beach that didn't know Vito. You know, Vito was like everybody's uncle. He was everybody's, you know. Did he make the pizza? Somebody. Yeah, yeah. He well, he originally our first pizzeria was a building on the beach right where the boardwalk starts in long beach um and that was our first place and then he expanded into uh casual upscale Italian restaurants but he yeah for years it was it was him back there making the pizza that's cool and that's you know, uh must have been right cool to see your face
0: re- yeah
1: and uh so your yeah, place was, you like, this,
0: what kind of place is yours now it's a takeout slice shop do you do like delivery or is it just takeout
1: Uh, Right now our delivery is basically the apps Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash. Um, We are, we're more than just a slice shop though. We have a really nice dining room and we have a lot of outdoor seating. So what I noticed when I first came out here was it's, it was either like you just walk into like a basic slice shop with a couple of seats or more of an upscale kind of wood-fired there wasn't that niche in the middle, you know, like back home, we have like Geno's and places like that where they, we call them like Granite Palaces. You can go in and it's, you know, you can take your family there and and have a pizza, have a bowl of pasta, have something. And it's still still a respectable, you know, place to eat. So that was our emphasis. We wanted to kind of hit that niche that nobody really does out here and be more than just like, okay, you know, here's your slice, you know, have a happy, you know, there's a door. You know, we wanted people to come in, sit down, have a vibe, and you know, like we said, be like the, the local place where, you know, you can go and have a meal and it's a really nice place so you don't have to be like, you know, embarrassed that you're taking your wife and your kids. Like, <laughs> you know, it's a nice place to
0: sit and eat. Yeah. Is there a wait staff or is it just like order at the counter and then go sit out?
1: No, you order at the counter and then we'll we'll run the food to you yeah. when it's ready. We will bring it to your table and serve you. But we've got like thirty, thirty-four seats inside and we can seat about twenty on the outside. We've got some nice picnic benches. We've got some cafe tables and chairs on the side, so it's you have a lot of options when you come in. You don't just have to grab a slice and like, you know, stand at a counter and right. You know, you can sit and hang out and just relax. We have a couple of TVs for you know for football games and stuff. Um, so yeah, that was we wanted to we wanted to create kind of an ambiance, not just a you know here's your slice and have a happy you know. So you wanted to make it an environment where people could kind of hang out, just like you said earlier. Yeah. Exactly. We want you to come in, sit down, have dinner, you know, relax, maybe watch a game. Uh, we're, we're actually working right now on our beer and wine license, so you know, being a neighborhood place, it pays because, you know, you know everybody knows you work hard during the week, Friday night, you know, mommy wants to have that glass of wine, yeah. maybe dad wants to have that beer. We have gelato, we have a lot of different stuff, so it's like you can make your kids happy, and you can be happy, and you're in walking distance from your house. You don't have to worry about driving, it's, you know, kind of Fits a lot of niches, so we're we're waiting on that. That's in the works. Do you? What are your hours? You open all day, every day, Monday through Sunday. We actually just started opening Mondays. We were closed for a while uh, uh, when we first opened. We decided we were going to close on Mondays because um, I have a big hand in the pizza, and I, I had to have at least one day off a week. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so, but we just started opening Mondays now. Uh, we're open until ten p.m. on the weekdays, eleven p.m. on the weekends so yeah we're, right now we're seven days a week um and so far you know so far so good we, like i said we've got a really nice reception from the neighborhood you know and you know people there's something to be said when people come in and like seeing the owner making the pies as yeah. opposed to just like hiring someone you know to do it um so that's you know people like to see that what made you go sure into what
0: what what was behind the decision to open on mondays if you were closed to start
1: well we just figured you know it could be some additional revenue yeah um right next door to a high school so you know every day you're gonna get that influx of kids um and we just figured you know what let's let's just go seven days it's you know so
0: yeah so if you so could do, do it on. right like if there's I've, it's it's strange but a lot of people who are who I've talked to on the podcast or talked to off of the podcast, and they're like, "All right, I don't know if I should open seven days a week, or if I I'm open now Wednesday through Sunday, and that's the busy time for me, and like, should I just keep that?" So I guess it's a hard decision to really know what the right decision is to do.
1: Yeah, we mowed over it for a little while, and then we were like, "You know what? Let's just go for it." Because I noticed that they also do some something else out here that's kind of weird. Like you'll get places that'll be open from like eleven to three, and then they close, and they reopen at five. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, okay, like what is that two hours really doing for you? Is it, you know, I never quite grasped that concept of just, if you're going to be there anyway, like, it's like, just stay open. What's the difference?
0: So I I think I talked to somebody and I think it might've been Shane on the podcast. He's not a pizza shop, but he's a cookie business in a, he was, he does that. I think he closes from three to four. And he said, the reason he does it, this may be the reason they do it too. I don't know. But, um, you know, when I was working in the restaurant, if you came in at, you know, general shifts are like, what, 10, 9, 9 o'clock in the morning till 4, and then 4 to close usually, right? Like, yes. what, what happened is you get in there at 9 o'clock, and the people from the night before would have closed everything. You're in there at 9 o'clock. Everything's kind of nice and neat and organized, uh, and then you work all day, and then the people who come in at 4 o'clock usually come into a shit show, right? Like, it's like a mess. Like, you're just trying to get your prep done as you're going through the sales. So he said, you know what? I closed at 3 to give everybody kind of time to, like, clean up and reset to reopen at four. So that's why he does it. So I never really thought of it that way before myself. We kind of always just kind of went through the shit show and tried to clean up as we go to get ready for four yeah. o'clock. But <laughs> I could see that as a reason to do it, to kind of give yourself a reset button and like, all right, get ready for the nighttime.
1: Yeah. I mean, and again, I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking it if it, if it works, for, you know, if it works for the place that's doing it. I mean, absolutely. I mean, in Italy, they close for three hours a day, every day. Yeah. They do. fiestas. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's benefits to it. Um, I just, you know, I I was raised, like, my dad and my uncle, you know, there was no such thing as, like, you know, closing. There was no such (laughs) thing as closing. They were really old school, right? Like, you worked all, if you could open, you'd open all day. Yeah. Like, my dad closed two days out of the year. Easter Sunday and Christmas Day was it. Other than that, we're open, we're here, come on down. And my uncle was actually, he was 365. He never closed. Really? His place is never closed. So... You know you when you're brought up in that kind of environment it just kind of becomes second nature to you so it's you know you get that you get programmed to okay well you know this is the way it is this is where we do things yeah. it was odd for me to even close one day a week i've never done that before
0: yeah so it's, it's a hard mentality to get out of your brain like it's, yeah. if you grew up that way you're yeah. so used to it that it's like a weird to not do it
1: yeah and like i said my partner's a contractor so he's more apt to living like a human being and he he actually he's like dude we we can't go seven days he's like come on he's like you're you're gonna burn out you're gonna give yourself a heart attack he's like we gotta close one day until you find someone you trust enough you know that could make pizzas without you being there and then we'll consider opening down the road but he was just like no it's not gonna happen We're, we're closing mondays you gotta have one solid day off and i was like okay you know i guess you know
0: did you go into the pizzeria on your day off, or did you just really take the day off?
1: I, I always, I'm always in here. I, I came yesterday just to like you know oversee like you know some dough, and I don't you know really trust anyone else with my dough but me. So you know I'm always gonna pop in and just you know, and then and luckily like I have a good crew. They're good guys. You know we've got a good staff. I can't you know that's not a, even a thought. But again, you know it's just it's your baby, and you just want to make sure everything is going well, and you're gonna. You're gonna pop in and just say hello and just yeah. make sure things the way it should be, you know.
0: What's um, it? Is it? Was it? So, I've talked to a few people who are in California and say it's kind of hard to open a pizza. pizza. Well, it was hard for you guys to open up. Was there a lot of red tape and all that stuff?
1: It it is honestly. LA is not very mom and pop friendly. Yeah, and there's a lot of obstacles. There's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of rules. Um, we took the place we took because we love the location, being right next to the high school. Uh, was a corner spot, which I always prefer corner spots, you know, exposure wise. And I just, I like the feel of always being on the corner. Um, So being that we were basically what's considered a vanilla box, we have a completely different set of rules. You know, whereas if you, if you buy an existing food place, it's much, much easier to just push it through. You're basically doing a remodel. So we were basically starting from scratch. So like every single law, that they've come up with like in the last few years <laughs> everything applied oh you know and it was just oh my god now we got to do this okay and we you know i mean they even require now you know for years you didn't need to have an ansel system over your pizza oven it was basically a separate hood it was a baker's hood right you know air out air in, Yeah. yeah and that was it now in la you have to have a hood as if you have like fryers stoves it's the same hood now so now your Ansel has to, your, you know, uh, fire suppression system has to go all the way to cover your pizza ovens as well now. You know, so that's like, uh, that's an extra 20000 right there. That's crazy. So, yeah, it is, it is hard to open a place. And you're
0: selling you know, what? Like what? Your, what's a what's, what's pizza cost for you guys? So it's not like you're, you're, sitting, you're, not like you're getting the $150 tabs because you have dine-in
1: yeah exactly i mean we're um we're for cheese pie we're 23 uh toppings i think are 350. then we have some specialty pies with set prices so you don't have to go crazy like you know going over with toppings and stuff um so what i did was when i did the menu i basically obviously you know you're gonna look at all the pizzerias in the area you know the more popular ones the more notable ones see what they're charging and you want to be in the ballpark so we right. were pretty much either under or at the same level with the majority of the, the bigger pizzerias in the L.A. area. Um, but yeah, it's I mean, everything out here, it surprised me, like even as opposed to New York, everything out here is more expensive. Yeah,
0: it is. I went out, I've been it's out to bigger. L.A. a couple times in the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, Boston's not cheap, uh, but it's not as expensive yeah. as L.A.
1: Yeah, L.A. is an expensive market for everything out here. You know, COVID obviously only made it worse. Yeah. And, you know, it's like gas. Yes, the prices go up, but then they never seem to quite come down to where they <laughs> were before they went up. They yeah, come like, down moderately, Yeah, but they never get back to where they were, you know, before they went up.
0: Right. And, like, same with your products, right? Like, if they raise flour or cheese, like, it, it's going to fluctuate a little bit, but it's never going to be back down to where it was yeah. before, especially now. I don't think it'll ever be back down. It's like it is what it is now.
1: Yeah, one thing that did surprise me out here, honestly, because it made me a little nervous. Um, you know, you, hear, you heard so much about you know the water, the water. You can't get the same dough; it's the water. And I have a a friend of mine actually. He's he's from out in New York too, and he came out here. He opened a couple of bagel shops, and his his bagels are amazing. They're What's just the name like Straight up New York bagel. Uh, it's called NYBD New York Bagel Deli. Okay. Um, he's got a couple locations in LA. Sweetheart of a guy. He's complete gentleman he's a great guy he makes an amazing bagel and he went the same route straight up like new york bagel shop he's got the locks the cream cheeses the the big muffin pans in this case you know and i asked him i was like brian like you know what's the deal with you know he's like you have to use a good flour you gotta use a high gluten high protein flour he says and you won't have a problem and he was right and i'll be honest with you it's people think i'm crazy when i say it but I actually make better dough here than I did in New York. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I believe it.
0: You know, I think that people overanalyze that a little too much. The quality of the water is, is just like, uh, it's a science, right? Like you can just check what's what chemicals or not chemicals, but like what the balance of the water is.
1: It doesn't really matter where it's from.
0: I think the New York water thing's a myth.
1: Yeah, and like I said, I like I actually prefer the dough I've been making out here to even what I made in New York, and it's you know the water thing has always been a point of contention, and there's so, you know pizza's changed so much yeah over the, over the years you know, and it's you know there there are things now that I mean, I have been in this business I was I was literally born into it, like literally born. <laughs> um, um, like I I never heard these terms when I was a kid. Like the undercarriage, you know, <laughs> the flop. Yeah. And like you know the hydration of the dough. I mean you know my my father and my uncle they you know they were from the other side. If I asked my father today like hey dad what's the hydration level in our dough he would look at me like I had three heads like what are you what are you talking about hydration yeah what, what hydration it's flour water salt and yeast like a little oil what do you what do you twenty five pounds of problem? water in
0: the in the fifty pound bag of yeah, flour you know
1: just you know You know, stop asking questions. Just make the dough and don't worry about it, you know. But now, you know, nowadays it's so, you know, everybody's so into, like, well, we have this hydration level and it's always the same every day. And I'm like, you know, pizza's been around for 100 years, if not more. And the reason you got into it was because you loved pizza. (laughs) And these things never mattered, like, you know, even 20 years ago. yeah. But now it's like a, it's, it's like a, it's its own niche now. Everyone's worried about their hydration and fermenting the dough and you know, like if we saw black spots, if my father saw black spots in the dough to him that was garbage straight away, it's getting sour. You know, now it's a thing. Yeah. Now it's a thing. Like now it's artists. Like looking through. Yeah, you know, they're fermenting their dough four or five And that's you know, look, that's listen. That's the great thing about pizza is there's so many different things you can do. There's so many different ways you can go. And I don't knock anyone that's, you know, everybody's doing their thing and they're trying to create their own thing and get known for something. And, you know, and that's all well and good. Um, me more so though, it's more, just keep it. It's, it's tradition. Just keep it the way it
0: was. Yeah. I think too, when it comes to the customer base, you know, we're familiar with hydration and fermenting and, you know, uh, the different types of flour, but the average customer, all they really care about is like, what does the pizza taste like? If I eat right. the pizza, does it taste good? And if I come on a Tuesday at two o'clock, does it taste the same Saturday at nine o'clock? And if you can do that, then that's all they really care. Yeah, there's going to be like some of those pizza nerds that do care about hydration, but for the most part, all the customer really wants is a consistent product that tastes good when they eat it.
1: Yeah, just give them a good, you know, a good slice at an affordable price, and you know, people will be happy. And like I said, listen, I don't knock anyone that's trying to do, you know, new things. Um, you know, I, I saw a segment on this guy who was with doing electric ovens and the electric oven is great. I can control the temperature on the bottom and I can control the temperature on the top and I can, you know, every pizza comes out the same. And I'm just kind of like, well, dude, isn't, isn't that the beauty of pizza that no two pizzas are the same? Like no matter what you do, you're, you're not going to make the exact same pie every time. Yeah. You know, the cheese is going to be different in certain areas. The crust is going to get browner. It's. it's That's the beauty of pizza to me is like no two pies are ever the same exactly. But, you know, if you have the taste and you have, you know, the consistency, you know, that's what it is.
0: The other thing about that makes pizza great too is like not just the pizza itself, but the pizza business model. Like there's so many different business models that people have, like the Domino's pizza model, right? Like if you, like we would never go the route of opening a domino's pizza if we really liked pizza because that's that's a business that sells pizza it's not like a pizza shop that's trying to make really good pizza for people and that's how they make money domino's is just trying to make it do it based on volume they don't they don't they say they care about the quality of their pizza but they don't really care about the quality of their pizza they're doing it more to just be like all right can we make a pizza for cheap and can we get it to as many people as we possibly can in an efficient way that's all they care about so there's all there's so many different business models when it comes to pizza now especially since 2020 with pop-ups and caterings and uh, you know uh pizza trucks it's it's not only is the pizza versatile but the way you can monetize the business and do what you like to do and it is versatile as
1: well yeah and social media all as well has played a really big part in the way pizza is done the perception of it yeah you know and you know and like you said the general public they don't really know, and like you get these guys that go on there and they make all these videos on making, and I, you know, and I watch some of them. I'm like, okay, well, that's not really how you do that, but you know, okay, do your thing, and then you know, but the but the untrained eye doesn't realize that, and they're taking at face value what this person is telling them. Oh, you know, it's Pizza man He, he must know what he's talking about, and it's like, no, like not everybody always does know right. what they're talking about. You know but it's again you know social media gives everyone a voice gives everyone a platform yeah um you know i i personally it's you know it's a hard thing sometimes because you'll get people that'll just go on and like bash you just for the sake of bashing you and you really can't do anything about it you know do
0: you guys use social media like to promote your business or did you
1: how did yeah, you how we, did you go about an, opening we have an insta uh we have a TikTok, which I'm really now in the process of trying to get off the ground and get and get rolling a little better. Facebook, you know, we're on our you know your your basic platforms, and I'm trying to get in the process now of kind of building those up because you have to. It's you know it's part of the business now. It's a completely completely different business, you know. And I look back on like where this business was, you know, 20, 30 years ago, as to where it is now, and you know that gives me the ability. To look at both of them you know, a lot of people right now they can't like, you know if you got a guy that's been in the business five six years ten years they don't really have that history to go off of to compare what's going on now as to what what was going on then yeah they just kind of went from the point they started you know um, so if you know when you've been in this business a long time you see the differences and the changes and you know what it's evolved into and you know sometimes it's more Especially in L.A., sometimes I feel like it's more of a popularity contest. You yeah, know, it definitely is.
0: Place, it definitely helps. You know, they go to
1: places. Yeah. Simply because people tell them to go there and, it's, and they think it's great because, well, people tell them it's great, you know, and, you know, they have great marketing, you know, they get their message out there. And again, that's, you know, that's, that's what it is now. It's part of the business, you know.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of mediocre pizza that is promoted on Instagram that... has a larger following. You go try it out and you're like, meh. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, it looks better on Instagram than it does in person. And I'll never call anybody out that I know of like that, but there are a few accounts that are like, yeah, it looks great on Instagram, but then you go there and it's like, meh, it's okay.
1: Yeah. And exactly. Like I would never, you know, I'm not, you know, especially when you own a business, you know, you you can't Yeah. judge other people's because then it's like, it looks like you're being petty and like, and, and look, there are a lot of guys there, you know, there's some guys out here doing some really good stuff with pizza, and I give them credit. You know, I would never, like you said, you'll never call out anybody good or bad because, you know, you don't want to be perceived a certain way. Right. But, you know, there, you know, there are some old school, couple of good places out here that are, you know, keeping it the way, you know, it's always been. And then you've got some guys who are being innovative, and they're doing new stuff, and, you know, they're doing some cool stuff and some nice stuff with it. I always, like, look at it, like, two ways. What if
0: those old school people who, or maybe not old school, but like, what if you have really good pizza, but really shitty marketing? Like, if you could utilize the marketing like those people who have mediocre pizza utilize marketing, you'd way surpass them because not only is your, your marketing good, but your product is good. And if you can mesh those two together, then like that's the, that's the best place you could be. Have really killer marketing and be the popularity place online, but also have a really, really good product to back it up so people spread with word of mouth after they try it
1: well that's you know that's that's the trick is if you you know you have the product finding a way to market yourself the right way to get that product out there and and let people see the difference you know like years ago there you know there was no such thing like if my dad was around now he would you know he wouldn't know what to do with facebook <laughs> yeah like, what are you talking about what is this shit like get, you know get away from me not only not
0: know. even your dad people who owned a pizza shop 20 years ago wouldn't know what to do
1: yeah with. yeah no absolutely i mean my dad was like yeah, he was completely old school like pineapple on, you know, pineapple on pizza wasn't happening with him you know, i saw <laughs> it as a kid you know and now people that would come in they'd be like can i get a hawaiian pizza and he'd be like what the hell is a hawaiian pizza what's that oh you know it's ham and pineapple pineapple if you want a Hawaiian pizza, go to Hawaii. This is Long Beach because we make cheese pizza here. <laughs> he would just tell you, I'm not putting pineapple on my pizza. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, you know. But it's you know, again, you've gotta, you know, in certain ways you've gotta change with the times and accommodate, you know, certain tastes and Yeah, you know, I actually sell a lot a lot of Hawaiian pizza. People, you know, people nowadays they like pineapple on their pizza. They do. It's, it's become
0: know. I I don't know how pineapple became so controversial on pizza, but it, it definitely has but people like it. Like you said, like if we used to sell a ton of it too. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Like, what do I care what you eat on your pizza?
1: Yeah. It's just one of those things that grew legs. Like, you know, I mean, I always, we joke around like the big debate with Italians is sauce or gravy. Yeah. You know, so you're either like a sauce guy or you're a gravy guy. Like, I'm a sauce guy. To me, gravy goes on turkey. Like, Same. Same would never call Sunday sauce gravy. You know, gravy is for Thanksgiving. It goes out of turkey and the mashed potatoes. Yeah. We make sauce in this house, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, but it, it's, again, that's a big debate. People are like, oh, well, you know, we're from this place. I mean, we call it gravy. I'm like, okay, well, you know. <laughs> do you. Yeah. you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, you do you. And if you want, you, know, you want to be wrong, that's great. No problem. Yeah.
0: It's funny because you are, you're in an area too, like next to a high school that you probably have to, like, get on TikTok and do Instagram because, I mean, you're, you're lucky that you're close to it. So they probably just know about you anyway, but if you want to reach people who don't, and they, you're in that area, they probably are heavy on TikTok and Instagram for that region.
1: Yeah. Social media, again, like always plays a big part with, you know, with the kids and you know, luckily, we have a great following from them, you know, every day after school. We, and we do, you know, we do specials for them. We give them, like, a slice of the soda for, like, five bucks. Yeah. Two slices of the soda. Um, you know, faculty gets a discount if they come in. Um, so, you know, we, we, we work with the school. And, you know, the kids love the pizza. Like I said, we, we do, um, uh, when they have, like, football games, they order, like, 25 pies for the football team. That's great. You know, feed them before they get on the bus. And, You know and it's nice because you want to obviously you're going to give them a discount because you're you're dealing you know it's a neighbor it's a school you know you want to do your part like we said for the community and stuff but it's you know it's good to be involved um with you know people around you
0: it makes you feel good too when you are the place that the kids love to go to
1: yeah no absolutely like i like i said we we have a lot of schools around us so like not only do we have the high school next to us but a few blocks away there's um uh, there's Beethoven Elementary and then behind Beethoven is Mark Twain, which is like when they go from elementary, they go into Mark Twain. That's like the second school. And I have a daughter in Beethoven as well. Uh, we actually just started the thing with them too, like once a month. Uh, the class that has the best attendance, we give them a free pizza party. We'll oh, that's pizza cool. Like, you we'll know, bottle of water to the school. So we're going to do that once a month as well. And... Um, you know i never knew like a pizzeria would make me so popular with the eight-year-olds you know, like, <laughs> dude that's you know, the best thing ever school now. right like, eh, 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 yeah. now i'm like last year like you guys didn't even know me but uh, now i'm the pizza guy so like everybody everybody loves the pizza guy you know
0: my kids were little they're old now but my kids when they were little mm-hmm. i used to go into their classes all the time i'd bring like you know five ounce doughs and let them kind of pound out their own pizza even though we weren't cooking them then i'd bring pizza so like let them play with dough a little bit show them how to make pizza pound it out and then they'd have a pizza party and I was the total pizza guy and all my all my kids friends know me as the pizza guy
1: yeah well we're actually doing that too it's funny you mention that because I I am lining up a, you know they're gonna call it like a field trip so they're able to get out yeah and then we'll bring them here and we're gonna let the kids all make their own pizza and then we'll bake it off for them and then they get to eat it when it's done so it'll kind of give them you know we'll do like a little you know little yeah little tin with some oil and some press the dough out little sauce pack, little cheese pack let them pour it on themselves you know they they're gonna love it, that and then they get to eat it when they're done and we thought it would be like you know it's just a cool idea to kind of teach them something and make it make it fun while they're learning something you know and then they get to eat what they make yeah so that's you know
0: and it like, it's gonna nice. it make that imprint on them at a young age to be like you know what i'm going to that place i remember doing that when i was little so when they get older they're gonna be like i gotta go to that place that i went to when i was little
1: yeah absolutely that's awesome
0: Vito. where can people go say hello to you on social media i know i got ac pizza on instagram right what about your website
1: yeah uh our website is angel city com. uh our tick tock is angel city pizza um our facebook i think is ac pizza as well um, and that's yeah or you know just come and say hello in person where are you, you located? Nice, what's your address like,
0: give you where's your pizza located address-wise
1: we're on Venice Boulevard and on the corner of Lyceum okay um, like I said it's right right next to Venice High School so if anybody that you know, can Google Venice High School and just drive past it and we're right on the corner um, they actually don't know it's a little you know little tidbit of use of information but this is actually the school where they filmed the movie Greece oh really the one with, yeah, back in the day with Travolta. Yeah, that's that was, pretty cool. That was filmed. Yeah, that was filmed. They they just did like I think it was the fiftieth anniversary or something, and they showed it in the yard. They had like a big viewing and everything. Oh, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. A of, yeah, a lot of people from the neighborhood went. Um, so yeah, it's you know. It's I'll just stop by area. next.
0: I'll just stop by next time I'm in LA. Absolutely, come in. We'll take dinner. We'll buy you lunch. You can hang out for a while. Yeah, we'll do a live podcast, like or do some do live video on Instagram or something. But, uh, Vito, I appreciate you. We'll link up all that in the show notes your TikTok, your Instagram, your Facebook, your website, all that in the show notes uh, after this podcast over, over at smartpizzamarketing.com. Don't go anywhere yet, but I appreciate you hanging out with me here today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks to Vito for joining me on the podcast. If you missed anything that we discussed, I will link it up in the show notes for this episode. You Just got to go to smartpizzamarketing.com. Check out Vito. Search for Vito in the uh, search bar there. And the podcast will come up. You can see his Instagram, his website, all that good stuff. Everything that we mentioned as well. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I really appreciate it. I really do. Every listen that we get is amazing. And I appreciate you taking the time to do whatever you're doing and listen to the podcast. So thank you again. We'll see you next week, everybody.